And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener, your host here every week talking about the landscapes of Northern Arizona. And oh, is this the best garden season ever? Things are growing so fast. My tomatoes, they're darn close. They're they're getting up chest high. I'm hearing reports of some gardeners, are, their tomatoes are actually above head high. And they've built huge cages, and now they're having to stake them. That means they're really happy. And this kind of temperature, they're going to set fruit really well. Now, tomatoes don't like to set fruit while it's in the high 90s. They kind of they just rest. They're just trying to take care of themselves. But in that 80s, low 90s, they set fruit really well. If your tomatoes are not setting fruit, right now, there's a little trick. And so you have juiced the soil so much, they've been growing like crazy. Literally, tomato plants forget to set blossoms. They forget to set fruit. They just, they've grown, I'm focused on growing. I'm gonna grow more foliage, here we go. And so they will, they need, a, they need to be coaxed. And so what you do is you spray those things, uh, spray the foliage every 10, 14 days with blossom set. There's actually a, a liquid that you spray on the foliage that will force the plant to kind of slow down, take a breath, and set fruit. It's a game changer. I'm telling you, it really works. Yeah, but they're growing so fast. They've got blossoms. Why aren't they setting fruit? That's the reason why. So just a blossom set. I'm, I'm getting a lot of fruit starting to set. Lots of cherries. Lots of the medium-sized celebrities, champions, early girls, and even the bigger ones, the brandy wines, they are starting to set fruit, and they should. If yours are not, that's the reason why. And so for my gardens, I'm spraying my tomatoes, actually not just tomatoes, pretty much every edible thing in my garden, I'm spraying them right now. One, one week I spray them with Blossom Set, just as I mentioned. Then next week I spray them with an, an equally important uh, product called Yield Booster. It's liquid calcium. And so every, once a week, I'm out there sipping coffee, typically on a early morning. I've read the paper. There's nothing new. And so I'm going, okay, what am I going to do? Go take care of my garden. And it's therapy before I hit the day. And it really makes them happy. It will make a change. It, it, it'll get you more peppers. That trick, that's it. more tomatoes, more tomatillos, uh, more squash, really important for squash. So kind of take that little trick. Another thing too, watch now. So we've been harvesting asparagus and rhubarb. In the month of June, you start to, you stop harvesting. You let that asparagus go tall. You That's a really big grass, basically. And so let that thing grow up. And then it can take in that photosynthesis. It's going to create more roots so that you're creating a healthier plant for next spring's crop. Same with rhubarb. You want to pick that one last crop root and then let it get that foliage out so it can collect the sunshine, create a larger root, and be a better plant, be a, a stronger plant for next year. These are kind of important. And so I pulled up a lot of my uh, kale this week. It was just bolting. I could not keep it from flowering. It was ridiculous. I got, okay, that's it. You all are, you are, you're out of here. It's brutal. I pull them up by the roots and I just chuck them in the compost bin. That's it. And then I put some flowers or I put some other veggies or this is a time when you can really have effective square foot gardening, rotations of crops. Uh, you can plant beans, especially bush beans, kind of just beans 
every couple of weeks, just plant a few more, and you'll have this continual rotation of beans now through uh, autumn. And so that's kind of how you get more. So if something's taking up space, pull it out. If, you, if it's getting bitter, let us taste terrible in summer. It's a cool season crop. It doesn't like summer. We're, we're into summer now. But time to pull it out of the ground. You gardeners, you hardcore gardeners, you can't kill a plant. These are not puppy dogs in the garden. They're actually plants that are taking up space. They're holding you back, and you're not able to feed your family as well as you should. You should be get it out of there. Put something healthy in there that can grow and grow and grow and kind of keep you going. Uh, spinach, kale, uh, all those cool season kind of crops. They don't like this time of year. They like they like frost and a light bit of snow. They like bright days and real cold nights. That's where they thrive. They don't like warm days, warm nights, warm, warm, warm. They just they don't thrive with that. The flavor gets off. They just look. They taste bad. Get them out of there. Plant more beans. Plant more. Uh, just rotation crop of things. It'll make a difference. Um, okay, another one that I found too is uh, I'm getting a lot of customers coming in right now with disease leaf spot on vines. So a lot of different vines are getting spotting, leafing, dropping, the, the foliage is getting yellow and they're, they're dropping foliage. So, so here's an important, something note to self, gardener self, next winter, like in the month of March, brutally cut back. Those plants that are having some leaf issues, some, some, some disease, wilting, curling, spotting, dropping leaves, these are all, it's not a bug, probably. It's a virus or a fungal or it's something else. And so what happens is these vines grow so thick, so full, this time of year, they can't get the air circulation through them. And so they have this perfect storm where they can, they can collect disease on them. A bird will light over here on this vine and they'll fly two blocks down and light on yours. And so it just spreads on the neighborhood really easily how to correct this. So in the month of March, cut back that honeysuckle, cut back the, the, the Virginia creeper, the, the wisterias. When wisterias are done blooming, shape them, get them. Don't let them take over. Get them back to where they need to be, where they're under control. Otherwise, a wisteria, they'll take over your house. So it's got that beautiful blue bloom and you wouldn't think, oh, it's so innocent, so pretty. It smells so good. Yeah, but it will take over and grow over your It'll take over the barn. It'll just it takes over. You want to you want to trim that thing back right after it's done blooming. That'll be about I don't know last month. <laughs> it was blooming last month, end of April, May. That's when it's blooming. But just note to self, note to gardener self. Time to prune back, prune back vines. Harsh. Now you can do it earlier than the month of March. Let's say silver lace vine or honeysuckle or whatever vine it is. You can cut it back earlier, but it looks so beat up and brutalized. If you let it just stay out there uh, doing its thing in winter, and then you know it's going to start growing in the month of March. You know it. And so go ahead and just trim it right back then and then fertilize with the 744 all-purpose plant food. That thing will just take off with new growth. I mean, like you won't know that you actually trimmed it back. It'll just flush with new growth and then it will be contained against that trellis or that fence or that hillside or that, and you won't have the disease issues. It's super important. I would say the same thing for roses. They really need to be cut back heavy 
or they get this, they just get so thick and full, they get powdery mildew, this white coating on top of the foliage that just kind of covers the, the, the leaves. And then it, it keeps, it inhibits photosynthesis so the plant can't actually bloom as well. It's important. So pruning, yeah, don't prune it back now though. I mean, I would say now it's too late. I, I generally, so here's what the book says. You can prune back 10% of the foliage mass whenever you want to. It doesn't matter. So a big tree's got a limb coming off and it's just hanging in your walkway, cut it off. It's in the way. You're going to poke an eye out. Uh, you can prune up to 30% of plants in winter while they're dormant, while they're asleep, while they're... So this would be January, February, March, up to 30% of the foliage then, but only about 10% right now. Now that can change a little bit with... Things like lilacs. Lilacs, you bloom right after they're done blooming. So now's the time. Wisteria, you plume, you prune them back right after heavy pruning right after they're done blooming. Now's the time. So forsythia, flowering quince, all so rhododendrons, azaleas, all those things that have been in bloom through spring, now's the time you trim them and shape them and get them under control. So kind of don't let them get, get supersized or it's going to be too much work to take these things to cut them back later. So it's better to maintain them kind of throughout the season rather than wait, do it once every five years. So we have a lot in store for you. I have Lisa Watersling coming into the studio with your garden questions right after this. <music> 